You're listening to Understanding the Law Radio, your business success and legal information station. Hi, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. I'm your host, Peter Lamont, and today we're going to talk about movies, Turner classic movies to be exact. And what we're going to talk about is not just movies, and and believe me, we are going to do shows where I just talk about movies. Why? Because movies are awesome. They just are. Are. But today we're going to talk about Turner because of the way that they built their team and how these team people had such a passion for classic movies that it has built such an amazing brand. In fact, just last month in April, of 2019, Turner Classic Movies celebrated its 25th anniversary. So we're going to talk about building a team who lives, eats, and breathes your business because passionate employees really do make the difference. Everybody loves a good movie, right? I mean, I just, I told you, they're awesome. Everybody loves it. It's just one of those key American experiences, whether you're talking about an old school drive-in theater, and I remember years and years ago, seeing the original Star Wars at a drive-in movie theater. You know, the one where you had to put the speaker in the window. And, you know, it it wasn't great quality. It wasn't high definition, but it was super fun. And it's just Americana, if you ask me. All right, but if you're not into that, maybe you are into the indoor experience where you can gripe about the rising cost and the noisy people while munching on popcorn and junior mints. Or if you're all, you know, up to to modern technology standards, you are binging home on Netflix and Hulu. But it doesn't make a difference because movies are one of those touchstones that we use to find commonality or silently judge one another, sight unseen. The online dating number crunchers over at eHarmony have actually calculated which movies mentioned in your profile are likely to get you a date, believe it or not. Crazy, right? Well, I think it's pretty safe to say that people over at Turner Classic Movies take the love of a good movie to the next level. And as I mentioned earlier, last month marked the 25th anniversary of the cable channel and its its expansive brand. We're going to take a look at their success, and you're going to be able to connect what they did to your business and see if you can build a brand that just stands the test of time. I think you can. So what what we're talking about here is building a team because uh, there's 101 cliches, no man is an island and blah, blah, blah. But the, the point here is you can't do it all on your own, not if you want to grow to the point of something like a Turner Classic movie. I think that it's very important that you have the right people to support you. Now, in fact, when Turner Classic Movie executives were interviewed uh, about the 25th anniversary, what they said is, quote, we put together a team of people who lived, ate, and breathed classic movies. And that's exactly what we're talking about. Now, don't mistake what I'm suggesting here. It can be valuable to have an outsider's perspective on your business and your team. And likewise, you certainly want to recruit, train, 
and reward excellence in your employees. Where the rubber meets the road, though, you want passion. You want to find a cashier, for example, for your bakery who gets an endorphin rush when they smell fresh pies because it reminds them of spending summer vacation at uh, their aunt's house. You want a mechanic to breathe gasoline and sweat motor oil to be able to tell your customers that her great-grandmother was once a technical sergeant and uh, taught her how to change an oil filter when she was eight years old. Perhaps most, most importantly, you want to share the same fire and the same goal with the people that work with you as you have inside yourself. It's an order of magnitude, better than just working for a paycheck and, and the weekend. Um, you'll all enjoy your time working more. You'll have something in common to smooth over the inevitable workplace friction and something to keep you looking forward to the next workday instead of dreading it. I mean, passion's key. We've talked about it before on this show. Do you want to go to bed every night dreading what the next day may hold, dreading going to work? And like I said, working for a paycheck or working for the weekend? Nobody wants to live like that. I mean, that's not... That's not living. That's working. When you love what you do and you have a passion for it, it's not working. It's part of who you are. And it's something that you look forward to. It's something that you enjoy. And I know it sounds bizarre to think, hey, you know, you're going to enjoy working. But there are those people out there that love what they do. And that's what you want to search for. That's what you want to be able to find in your own lives, in your own careers. Executive Vice President and General Manager of Turner Classic Movies, Jennifer Dorian, uh, said, TCM is a brand, not just a TV network. Much of our future growth will come from fan engagement initiatives. Now, when you and your team love what you're doing, like I said, it shows. Your customers and your clients see that, and it engages them far more than any advertising or discounts can. I mean, having your employees love what they do and talk up what they do where you can see that passion, that's the best advertising that you can find. Now, I'm not just talking about T-shirts and beer cozies and merchandise opportunities. You can occupy a space in their lives because even though it's a buying and selling financial arrangement, the connection goes deeper. You, your employees, your customers, you're all kindred spirits in a sense. And having that passion within your organization establishes an air of hospitality. It just, it's a welcome. It's a welcome that goes way beyond, you know, your, your Keurig and uh, your water cooler. It's a way of connecting with people on a much deeper level. Now, of course, not every business or enterprise can be a living, breathing labor of love from top to bottom. Hard work may not be its own reward, but the results of hard work are always rewarding. You have to push yourself and your employees with passion and dedication and take some time at the end of every day, every week, every finished project or finalized sale to recognize the zeal and effort that made it happen. You know, as a modern philosopher, Dwayne The Rock Johnson says, I'm always asked, what's the secret to success? But there are no secrets. 
be humble, be hungry, and always be the hardest worker in the room. Now, on that point alone, I tell my my kids, I tell the people that work with me, it doesn't matter what your talent level is. If you are the hardest worker in the room, you are always going to come out on top, no matter what you do. You know, I, I'm a huge hockey fan, and you can see those NHL guys that are maybe third and fourth line players, and they're not the fastest, but their work ethic is impeccable. They're the hardest workers. They're the guys that when the season is over, they're not going on vacation. They're training. They're trying to get better and better and better. And those are the guys that you want on your team. You want that uh, that that atmosphere, that personality in the locker room motivating people because you can't you can't replace talent for hard work. I mean, you could be the most talented guy ever, but if you're not willing to put in the work, then what good is all your talent? So, you know, as much as you may or may not like The Rock, I mean, he kind of irritates me a little bit just because he's all over the place, kind of like Ryan Seacrest. And I don't, I don't dislike Ryan Seacrest. That guy is a hard worker, but he's all over the place. But what The Rock has said here actually makes sense. And, and you know, even if your passion is no nobler than doing the best job you can, that transmutes hard work from drudgery to opportunity. It's about more than just your sweat and your hours, though, because you set the tone for everyone under you. You have to find people who share your dreams and dedication. Hire people who are inspired by your hard work. You'll be energized by them just as they are by you, and your customers will want to keep coming back. It doesn't have to be about pep or about having high energy or um, you know, someone who's an extrovert. Shared passion can be a quiet thing, like sitting down to watch a favorite movie with a bowl of popcorn. Just ask TCM. So what are you going to do with this information? How are you going to go about finding employees that have this shared passion? And if, you, if you've already done it, then I want to hear about it. If you have built a team that's passionate about what you're doing, I want to know about it. I'd love to talk to you, bring you on the show, and and share your team-building experience with the rest of our listeners. And if you haven't yet done it, if you're still in the process of finding that right team or those employees, I'd like to know what your struggles are. And, and I think that by hearing what you're going through, other listeners are going to to benefit from it. You know, I think that we're in a world where people don't like to share, and I don't really understand it. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. You know, I have, I talk about it all the time. I have three kids, and one of them plays hockey. And it's, it's a competitive thing among parents, but honestly, it really shouldn't be. Because I could give my kid private lessons every single day. And if my kid doesn't have the passion for it, doesn't want to do it, doesn't want to work hard and doesn't, you know, care, well, how good is he going to be, right? 
But there are those parents in, in every sport. It's not just hockey. It's baseball and basketball and squash and badminton and tennis and you name it, where they want their kid to be the best more than their kid wants themselves to be the best. And it never works out. They send them to training class and to private lessons and to nutritionists. And if the kid doesn't want it, no matter what you do, you're not going to get them to do it. The kid has to love it. And when you know, you're know you with these parents that are not being honest with you because they think that they have a leg up, that doesn't make for a good environment. And at, at your workplace, you know, when you bring your team together, you can't force them to take your passion on. They've got to be passionate about it from the beginning. And I say when you're hiring, when you're building a team, you've got to trust your gut because nine times out of ten, the first few feelings that you get about somebody are probably right. You know you know what you're looking for. You know what it takes to fulfill your dreams. You want to work together with somebody. You don't want somebody that's, you know, faking passion or somebody that is... Um, you know, pretending to do and say and be the person you want them to be, it doesn't work out. And you know very quickly that that person doesn't have the actual passion. They're just looking to get a paycheck. And and sometimes I guess it's okay if you have uh, a business where maybe you need a stock person and um, they're stocking shelves and maybe they don't really, really care about what they're doing. They don't want to do this for the rest of their lives. I guess that's different, but in my world and in my mind, I'd say that if you're going to hire somebody even to do something as maybe menial as as stocking shelves, why wouldn't you get somebody that's got such a passion? I've been in retail organizations and, and establishments, I should say, where I have witnessed people doing the crappiest of jobs, and they're doing it with such passion, and there's such energy that comes off of them that I want to go back and see them. I remember years ago, you know, I went down to Florida and uh, we were going to Disney and we stayed in a, in a hotel. I can't remember what the name of it was. Maybe it was an embassy suites and it was on the outskirts of the park and it had free breakfast. So you went down and, and you know, you got your free breakfast, but it was a pretty cool breakfast and you'd go up and, and there was a guy who was serving you. I'll never forget it. This guy was so exciting and engaging and passionate about putting scrambled eggs on your plate that it made me want to talk to him. And it made me want to have breakfast there every day because the guy was just so excited about what he was doing. And I don't know, a couple of weeks after I got home, somebody had said to me, oh, where did you stay? Did you stay on Disney property? And I said, no, you know, this year we stayed outside And uh, I got to tell you, it was amazing. And I don't even know if the hotel experience was that amazing. I can't remember. But what I do remember about it was that guy. He was what made that hotel. And if I'm saying to people, hey, yeah, go down, stay there. It was amazing. I'm I'm always following that up by, you should go for the breakfast because they had this guy there who was, um, you know, he he was the chef. He was this, he was that, and he was so excited and passionate, and you felt good about being there. And you want that. You don't want 
a receptionist or secretary or whoever is the face of your company to be depressed all the time, to be lacking passion. You know, when you call up, even if it's something like a school, hey, I'm interested in sending my kid to your school. All right, uh, well, go to the website. The information's right there. Just download it. I mean, who wants that, right? Does that make you feel like you want to send your kid to that school? Or does that make you feel like you want to do business with that person? Of course not. So I could go on and on. I'm not going to because this podcast will be, you know, four hours long. Let me just wrap it up by saying that if you look at, at companies and model them, the ones that have longevity, the ones that continue to thrive despite the ever-changing landscape of our world, you know, we don't have projectors anymore. We've got, I mean, we might, but we don't have, you know, the home movie projectors that we used to when I was a kid. We've got streaming video, on-demand video, things that are instantaneous, yet a company like Turner Classic, they still remain relevant. And it's because of the passionate team that they've built. So if you want to have that success, you've got to build that passionate team. And I'd love to hear from you and, uh, and, and discuss the ups and downs, the pitfalls, the successes that you have. And we'll talk about it you know, on the air. We'll talk about it with, uh, with, with you know, all of you. And I think that we can all learn from it. All right, before I keep rambling, I'm... I'm starting to, to derail here, going off the rails. I'm going to end this show. I want to thank you for joining me, and I will see you next time. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. If you'd like more information about the show, or if you'd like to take advantage of our business and legal self-help resources, including our extensive video library, then visit us online at utlradio.com. You can also find us over on Facebook, Twitter, and on YouTube. Now, if you have any questions about any of the topics that you've heard discussed on today's show, or if you'd like to suggest a topic for future shows, please feel free to reach out to me directly at pl at pjlesq.com, or you can call us at 201-904-2211. Please also make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Also, share the information that you receive through this podcast with your family, your friends, and colleagues, and let them know about utlradio.com, your business success and legal information station.